everyone. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush. And tonight, our guest, the music artist, Teddy Brunetti, has not joined us yet. I don't know if something has happened or if she's gotten busy and could not make it. However, the opening song called Something Cooking is by Teddy Brunetti. And she's been on our show before. And the interesting thing about her the drumming that you hear in that song is Teddy. She is an absolute magnificent drummer. And, Ian, you did some background on her. She didn't get back in the music business as a spring chicken, did she? No, she didn't. And good night. I'm, I'm happy to hear from you tonight, and I'm happy to be on the show with you. No, um... Yeah, she actually joined back into the music industry in her 60s, and I think her um, album that she just released, she was like 69 when it was released. So she definitely had a, a, a life before music, which is kind of uh, kind of neat to talk about, too. Oh, are you there? We may have lost Yvonne. That's okay. The show must go on. So um, also doing some research on our guest tonight, she described herself as a sober Janis Joplin meeting Steely Dan in Memphis. And I um, definitely respected that because I always kind of uh, admired people like Jim Morrison and whatnot, not because of the the evident issues that uh, they had or, you know, challenges, if you will, but because um, that they overcame their obstacles and made really good music. And, you know, despite their obstacles, um, you know, they would still, how can I describe it? Sometimes their obstacles is what created their, their, their music or their art, you know, and it was really beautiful to see that, that, um, that being brought together where yes. and there you are. Oh, I, I, excuse me. What, I don't know what happened. Again, the mic went out. It does that for some unknown reason. I think my computer has its own, own brain and it just decided it didn't want to play well. So it went out about the time you finished talking about her. Yeah. It, it, her, um, her influence, and again, Teddy's of that same era that I am when the Janis Joplin's and the Jimi Hendrix's and the, the hard rock came out and was so popular. Yeah. But her her ability to sing over and be understood over her drums just is amazing because a lot of people can't do that no yeah and also um on our on my deep dive on her she was talking about how the rest of the band is built um they build their songs on the drum beat where normally it's built around like lyrics right but this one right. she literally gets like a like a beat in her head or like a mood from the drums and then they flex to her, you know, beat. And I think that was a really unique way of um, producing music as well. 
Well, the, it, it, she's it, she's doing something right because she won the twenty twenty one twenty two Soulful Music Award, Cannes Film, Film Festival Award, Go Weed Award, Sweden Film Award, Star Hollywood. This, and so, ladies and gentlemen, what we're trying to say here is if if you have a dream. Mm-hmm. That dream doesn't end when you get mine and Teddy Brunetti. Says I'm seventy. I didn't start living my dream till I was in my fifties. And mm-hmm. and when I told my parents I was um, going into the bounty hunting business, my mother about had a stroke, and my father said, "How can I help you?" So, age <laughs> is only a number, ladies and gentlemen. If somebody says, "Well, you're too old to do so and so." What you learn to say is hold my beer and watch this, right, Ian? <laughs> of course. Yeah, we were actually talking about that before the show, that I have a big milestone coming up soon, and I'm, I'm rounding the corner to 30, and, uh, you know, I have to remind myself that 30 is not the, not the ending of my childhood. Maybe it's just beginning kind of thing, that childhood mentality and that whimsical dreaming mentality and the hopeless romantic you know deep in love mentality like maybe it's just starting at 30 maybe you know i mean 70 to me is the new 40 so 30 can be the new 20 i didn't even go to college (laughs) until i was in my 50s i hadn't been in college in over 30 years so teddy brunetti is yet another example uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's only too late to fulfill your dream when you're dead. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, bringing up the college thing, too. Um, I know we're going to keep talking about Teddy, but I think uh, the difference between your generation and my generation um, was the mentality of a degree, right? Then, no offense, as I say back then, I know that's a little bit derogatory, but um, back then, a degree actually set you apart. Not everybody went to get a degree. My You're generation, right. I mean, they were talking about college and, like, elementary. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'm like, uh, grow up. <laughs> like, <laughs> can I just grow up? Can, 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 that, can that be a thing? But um, so, you know, I was already in junior high or high school, and we were already doing the um, preparatory test and, and the um, vocational school for the college credits and yada, yada. And that's why I got what I got so quick. But, um, you know, on the negative side of that, I kind of like your upraising of education because it sets you apart. Now, for me to be set apart, I have to get a master's degree. Yeah. <laughs> like. I literally looked at that, and I got my bachelor's, and, you know, I, I got my bachelor's with a good GPA, but um, they're like, cool, so when are you going to get your master's? I'm like, bro, I've been in school since I don't know how long. Like, this is 20-somewhat years of schooling. Like, why, why you know, why is the, the master's the new associate now? shouldn't be like that. Because people associate – and, and when I say people, a general population and the world in general associate mm-hmm. a piece of paper with someone's intellect. Now, oh, yeah. I, some of the dumbest people I know 
have all these letters behind their name. Right. And they cannot get out of their own way. They can't even screw in a light bulb. So an education does not not make one smart. A piece of paper does not make one smart. It sometimes makes them dumb. I I tell people my (laughs) sister was was the dumbest smart person I knew. She (laughs) She had a master's. She was very intelligent and dumb as a bag of rocks. She couldn't get out of you know, her um, own But she could go think, in and oh, put in a, a she could go in and put in a, a multi million dollar landline project for a company. Yeah. I think it's also the sad thing is I think the more I, I think it's a good balance. because um, I've seen that too where um you know, I'm talking to somebody and they have this degree and all these letters, and I'm like, bro, like, you don't know how to like take the tire off your vehicle? <laughs> like, you know how to do brain surgery, but you don't know how to take a tire off your vehicle when it's flat. And um, I think it's a good balance. And, I, and I've tried to do this, and I've tried to um, impersonate this on on my daughter that it needs to be a good balance between academia. And like real world, because mm-hmm. I think the more academic you get, the less creative you are in a way. You're right. Because you're stuck on theory. You're stuck on um, try, true practice. You, you don't think outside the box. They tell you, hey, the answer is B. But you never question why the answer couldn't be A, C, or D, you know, where the person who isn't so academically inclined might be more creative, but it might take longer for them to gather the right resources to come to the right answer at some point, right? Because they are not educated in whatever they're looking into. They have to do research on Google, which isn't always reliable, right? I I still laugh when people tell me I need to throw hot water on my windshield during the winter, you know? Um. (laughs) No, they do not. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and it's all in good fun, right? You see a lot of people that, you know, man, you want to defrost your windshield the fastest when it's in, when it's winter and all snowy? Just throw a whole pot of hot water on the windshield. That'll clear it. And they're, yeah, they're doing it to be funny, but then, like, people actually do it. And I'm like, oh, like, you must be one of them educated types. It's <laughs> like, like when when you sometimes if you if you take a hot pot of freshly brewed tea and pour it into yeah. a glass container without putting a metal spoon in it, the yeah. container explodes. Oh yeah. And people yeah. say, well, why no. would you put a metal spoon in it? Well, the metal spoon acts like a a conductor, not a conductor, but a mm-hmm. receptor for that heat, and it is. Right makes it e- not easier, but the the heat is not so intense that it explodes the glass container. Yeah. So since it's open mic night, what, what's your work in progress? What's new with you? Well, I I think Teddy has just joined us. Hold on a second. Oh, there we go. I think so. Hello, Teddy. How are you? Yvonne, how are you? I had a family emergency. I'm so sorry. I'm late. Oh, oh my God. God. It's okay, I'm sweating, darling. I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. I knew something. 
we knew something happened. It's all right. We were just, we played uh, Something's Cooking as our opening song, and we've been singing your praises all day long. So <laughs> it sounds like a song. You should write it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should be cooking. I didn't even have dinner yet because I've been dealing oh, with this one. With one of my kids, but that's okay. It's it's all good. It all worked out. Thank it's all God. good. That's the only thing that matters. That family always comes first, Teddy. Everything else is oh, secondary. Yeah. If if all oh, is yeah. good, then yeah, I pr- not, I appreciate your understanding. Thank you. No, no honestly, like Yvonne and I, 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 Yvonne and I literally said we'll just keep the show rolling, and if you come, you come, and we'll still play your music and. If you don't, then we got your music and we'll get you back. So the show must go on. We're we're pretty flexible. The show about. must go on. You guys are troopers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were uh, just, we were just talking about the the fact. Uh, Ann brought up the fact that that you didn't go solo until mm-hmm. you were sixty, and see, I'm seventy, so. Uh, you and I are, are basically of that same generation of we don't ever say die, and and we understand <laughs> that our dreams can come true, and it doesn't matter the age. Well, I, I mean, I did have a, I did have my band, I did have my own band uh, about thirty five years ago, and then I got out of the music business for twenty years to raise my kids. Right. Yeah, to raise our, to raise our children, I have a husband, and we're still together. It'll be 45 years. I can't get rid of him. <laughs> Not that I would want to. He's my rock. He's my everything. Valentine's Day, right? <laughs> the point is, you had the band. You moved yeah, away from it. Coming back to it at this back. age is really ridiculous. <laughs> No, actually, it isn't, Teddy. It it is a statement to your tenacity and the fact that that dream didn't die, and you didn't allow it to die. It just went on hiatus for a minute, and now you're back better than ever because during those twenty years of raising your children, you had the the opportunity, whether it was consciously or subconsciously to let that, that craft simmer in the back of your head so when you went back into it, you knew exactly what you wanted to do. Exactly. Exactly. You nailed it. And um, and it's funny. I do feel like um, I'm better than I ever have been. And part of that's because, you know, in retirement the last 10 years, I have the time to practice now. You know, I mean, I did back in the day, you know, when I was younger. But things seem to come easier when you're younger for some reason physically. I play the drums, you know. I'm speaking of my yeah. drumming. And um, and as far as my singing, too, I, you know, back in the day, I was thinking about this today. I mean, there was a time when I had a uh, pristine, clear, beautiful tone, okay? And I studied voice. I studied, you know, this, this poor woman who I studied with, um, had me singing arias, you know, so it was my quite terrible Italian accent, and I am Italian, but, you know, she suffered through that. Yeah, but, you know, to and, your testament, uh, I, oh, God, I'm sorry. But but now, 
and I have a brother who's a vocal, a big vocal coach in Manhattan. He coaches all kinds of, he teaches all over the world. He's written a book called Acting Songs. And they use it as a textbook in colleges and uh, high schools for their theater program. And we talk, we have talked through our lifetimes about uh, how we approach art and singing and, and, you know, I agree with his philosophy 100% and his teaching methods and everything. And so enable the thing about being this age is finally, you know, after, oh, my, I, I hate to say it, I'm going to be 70 in a few months. Um, Welcome to my club. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm comfortable <laughs> in my own skin. And so, yeah, my voice has changed. It's smokier. And but I think it's cool as hell, and this is the rock and roll voice I always wanted to have when I was younger, you know. Well, and I and had that. But with the with the the style of music you're singing now, that voice is perfect. Yes, well, I write my own. Yeah, I write for myself, you know. And um, yeah, I I mean. Um, it was quite a shock, actually, when we went in the studio to start recording this album because I hadn't sang in 30-some years, right? So I didn't even know. And the people around Pittsburgh, they know me as a drummer. They don't know that I sing, see? Right. They don't know what I did in New York City because they were here in Pittsburgh. But um, so they, they don't realize the uh, experiences I've had and the you know, the things I've done, really, because I haven't talked too much about it, but I do now, but, you know, since I have this album out, people are interested in it. But um, well, Speaking of this album, let me play one of your songs now that you're on air with us so that folks can put the voice with the song, because awesome. the, the, the one that something's cooking, it just, that was a great <laughs> opening song. Last time we yeah. played Evil Woman, but tonight I want to play Eat, Sleep, and Repeat because that, that song just tickles me to death. Oh, good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host and my sidekick and my right and left arm and sometimes my brain when it goes to sleep, <laughs> Ian Bush, and who has been able to join us in spite of a family emergency. And, and I'm going to tell you, it takes a trooper to be able to come on a show after facing a family emergency with one's child. I don't think they're oh, yeah. little. Yeah. It takes a trooper <laughs> to do that, and I thank yeah. her for doing that. Music artist Teddy Brunetti, and we're going to play her song, Eat, Sleep, and Repeat. From this weather-tight six-floor window, I hear voices from people below.
back with our Kachang. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and music artist, Teddy Brunetti. And that is on the drums. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you've <laughs> never gone to a concert and watched a band and, and paid attention to the drummer, the drummer is a very most important part of that band because the drummer is the one that keeps the band together with the beat and the rhythm. And it's very um, mentally stressing. It's very emotionally stressing. It's very physically tiring. So to be able to do <laughs> that plus sing and almost turning 70, I'm 70, so I can say this and get away with it. And turning 70, <laughs> Teddy, kudos to you, my darling. You are an amazing, amazing woman. Plus raise a family and have a husband and take care of all that other stuff. That's oh, your yeah. superpower. That's my yeah. My superpower is uh, I'm like I'm like that juggler in the circus with the plates twirling. You know, <laughs> I have so many things going on all the time. But uh, yeah, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I um, I'm putting a band together uh, to gig. All right, I got offered a. Uh, I think I'm going to do it. I have to give him my uh, final say um, and do contracts with him um, in uh, March 1st. And I have a rehearsal scheduled next week. I had to put a, a different band together than I recorded with some of the same people, all right, the same sax player. My husband's the lead guitar player. so, And then my one of my sons is, who played on the album, um, he's going to play with us. And I have a new keyboard player because my old keyboard player is from New York City, and he's moving to Las Vegas. He just retired, and he, so he's out of he's he's too he's too busy with moving across country and everything. And uh, my uh, producers uh, were going to be my band, but they're six they're six hours away. They live in the Poconos, so it's kind of tough for them to rehearse. And they're they're producing some other people now, and. Um, you know, they'll be in the studio. So it, there was a conflict of scheduling and stuff um, because, I, you know, my band has to be good and I have to have it rehearsed. And right. that's one of the things, you know, when you sing and you play the drums, I, ne- I need to have a solid band with me, you know. And um, so we're going to start rehearsing next week and uh, we're going to headline a, a music festival up near Erie, Pennsylvania this summer. So that was, and, it, you know, you never know what's going to happen? I mean, I, I got that, um, uh, that got offered to me because, um, somebody that follows me on Facebook is an event promoter. Wow. Knew, you know, somebody, I what don't the, know, you know what I mean? Someone they, I didn't know. And they, and, and, and they like what I'm doing. They want me to, they think I'll be a good example to the young girls up in Pennsylvania here who, uh, are trying to get started in music, you know? Well, so. and the thing is, Eddie, when an opportunity presents itself, you definitely don't want to slam that door either because, like, exactly. they, you, will, you will be a positive influence on some young girl who wants to live a dream, whether it's being a drummer, playing a guitar, what being a singer, whatever, right. because she's going to look at you and say, well, if she can do it at her age, <laughs> I can get started at my age. Now, Ian, when you were... um Doing your research on Teddy, didn't you find out 
that, and correct me if I'm wrong, how she, how her band is follows the drummer as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, that's that's what we were talking about before she uh, she tuned in was that um, I thought that was a really unique take on on music because usually um, in my limited you know experience <laughs> the 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 song the theme of the song follows the band right if I want a sad song it's mm-hmm. slower if I want a, 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 a upbeat song it's faster and that's what I read on you was that you actually base it off a tempo and a beat off of you and everyone else flexes to you. And I thought that was really unique and something I was going to say earlier, um, but you guys were having a good conversation. I didn't want to interrupt (laughs) before this song. Um, That sounded a little bit more rude than I, than I expected. I'm sorry. That that, that, that was met with love. I know, I know what my host is like. She gets in a good conversation and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to let her do her thing. Um, But sometimes I enjoy, um, you know, I enjoy the people that, that grew up in their art where, you know, I've been Mm -hmm. doing this since I was 19 years old because then you can track the progression of them, you know, especially Mm -hmm. um, like my art. You know, I can I can tell my younger, more immature works. I'm like, oof, like that's written like a 20 year old. But I like the people also who've lived a little bit, and then they go and chase their dreams too. And that's what I admire about you is that, you know, you did it for a little bit, but then you actually had like a life outside of art. So when you came back into the art, you had experiences that you could sing about, write about, do about, and um, I think that's really kind of cool and I tip my hat to you that you didn't forget about you know your dreams you you, you came back and you brought oh. them in I appreciate that you know it's funny because uh, the art the music it's been the thread that's tied my whole life together I started uh, writing songs when I started playing music when I was 11 you know so I've been doing it a long time and even when I wasn't doing it I thought about it, you know, and music is that has that kind of, is that kind of a, a thing for me. You know, when I hear music, especially something that I like, that it uh, affects me emotionally. If I hear something, um, it's joyful, it's funky, it's cool, it's whatever it is. It's sad. It's uh, inspiring in some way. Um, that's me playing it, you know, I, 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 it's just me. I, I, I'm, it's just, I just become part of it, you know? And, um, and, and that is how I, and getting back to um, the way I arrange my music, um, I arrange it from behind the drum set, you know? I, um, you know, I've done a, a fair amount of recording over all the years, all the, all the time in New York City, and um, I did a lot of recording and um, with different kinds of acts, with different kinds of different genres. And um, um, my music is um, it's genre bending, it's blues based, but there's jazz influences and rock influences, the classic rock kind of influences, you know. And um, I arrange the music from behind the drum set, really, you know. And um, I'm lucky that way. You know, because the groove and the beat and everything 
is so essential and so out front in modern popular music that um, being a drummer is such an advantage for me as a songwriter. Um, and it's, it's just the way I think about things. And when I play with other people, I think about how would this, when I'm learning their songs, I think, how is this going to record? How is this going to sound as a, as a record? You know, and that's how I, even if, even if it isn't a recording project, even if I'm just playing with them, I mean, that's how I approach it. You know, I kind of orchestrated from behind the drum. So um, started doing, I don't know when it just happened naturally, you know, and uh, um, I think it's an advantage, you know, as a songwriter, because I know, guitar players and stuff they don't know uh you know they'll they kind of hem and haw what kind of beat they want behind it what kind of groove would you know but i but i that's the essence of what i do you know because i'm a drummer you know so that comes right into it i I write the music i write the music too i play a little a little bit of guitar i used to be way way better at it and uh, when I was younger, because I studied it and I played the guitar a lot, but now I don't play it except to write, and so I stink. And so I'll scratch something out on the guitar. I'll get an idea. This is how I want. It. I know what I how, what I want it to sound like, and I'll teach it to my husband, and then he can play it properly. You know. So. <laughs> well, so I, I, have, I uh, want you to know, Teddy, listening to "Eat, Sleep, and Repeat," I felt mm-hmm. like I was. 1940s movie it had that kind of groove to it and I love that era of of cinema because they you had actors that acted and you had music that was music and you had Mm -hmm. storyline I could just see this private detective looking out his window at the people on the street going eat sleep repeat eat sleep repeat and, and mm-hmm. that time I was working through this whole thing. It was amazing. Ah, thank you. You know, it's, part of that's because uh, the chorus there, I swing it. You know, I come back. I come <laughs> back on the beat, and, and and it just, it's just the way I, I felt it in my head. You know, heard it in my head when I wrote it. When I sat down, like I said, I sat down behind the drums and started playing to it it's actually a halftime shuffle and then and then the chorus kind of swings like that like a big band kind of swing right around there, you know and so yeah it's a, it's kind of a moody little it's it's an interesting piece you know i really love that song it's different you know I it's mean, going to be it's, stuck it's, in it really, my head all night long yeah that, it, 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 yeah but i think i think it's that I think it's that big band swinging kind of drum part that I put in there coming in from, you know, coming in behind on the, on the back beat like that, um, on swinging the chorus. Um, you don't hear that so much. No, nowadays, you don't. You know what I mean? But everybody, did what it, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's got a certain, it's got a, it's got that cool factor to it, you know? So, yeah, it's bold, you know. I mean, very bold. Most people would, you know, uh, and and that's, you know, that's why I have to rehearse. That's why I got to rehearse for this gig. That's why I need the rehearsal myself because um, playing and singing at the same time. But on another song of mine, "The Queen of Pittsburgh," 
it's it's a it's kind of like a, um, a a shuffle kind of groove, a rock uh, bouncy kind of shuffle, and 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 the drum part is not typical of what a drummer would play. Okay, my right. bass player on this album does not play typical bass lines either, and um, uh, it's not. It's and that, and between him and me, you know, uh, not playing, it doesn't sound like something far out that you never heard before. But if if you if you sit down with it musically and analyze it, uh, we're not playing what a drummer typically would play, you know, or a bass player. And the combination of the two of us together do it, doing unusual. Uh, parts. That's that's my style, you know. That's that's what gives the flavor to the whole album and um, my whole my whole sound. I, I I feel like I have my own sound, you know. And, um, and, you, and that's. Go ahead. Ian, what was your take on this? You know, I was actually um, thinking about what she was saying, and I was actually thinking about the notes that. Um, I wrote on her, too, about her future, um, you know, because she's talking about the progression, right, of where she started, where she's going, how she's getting her own sound. And one of the things that kind of spoke out to me, and i got to get my notes back out, but that she was playing more videos and trying to explore and learn the possibilities and intricacies of video production, and she wants to start mm-hmm. touring in 2022. So... Obviously, touring is a lot different than releasing albums, right? Have you started yeah. doing some of those things that you were trying to plan in 2022? I know it's only February, so if you haven't... Um... Yeah. Well, like I said, I got offered this gig a few weeks ago, so I'm putting a band together of local people, so I'll have um, I'll have an act that's ready to go, Okay if the opportunities right, right. present themselves. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about gigging because it, it, it's very hard and it's, uh, right now, and it's, you know, it's, it, it's expensive, you know, to put people on the road. You know, gasoline's more expensive, you know, trucks and equipment and uh, hotel rooms and feeding people, you know. I mean, it, you can't just, you know, it isn't, you know, I, I, like I'm, I'm going to be 70. I'm not 17. I'm not sleeping in the back of the <laughs> truck. You know what I mean? Wait a minute. So I, let me I, let me I, ask I, you a I, question. I did, Are you I saying? Did that back in... <laughs> I'm saying uh, there's you're, a you're saying musicians have to eat. They they require <laughs> no. food to play. <laughs> yeah, you have to feed so these you, guys. You know. <laughs> yeah. So you feed your your uh, musicians. All right. I'm, I'm glad to know that now. All right. Whew. <laughs> but but you know, now it's like expensive, we, uh... and, and venues don't, you know, clubs, bars, uh, smaller places, they can't, you know, they can't afford it, you know. And um, so, you know, so this is like a music festival, and that, you know, that's my. I haven't, I haven't done one of them in a long, long time, you know. So. Uh, you know, back in the when I was younger, you know, in New York City, when I had those bands thirty some years ago, I played a lot of big venues and a lot of big festivals and things like that. 
back in those days. But um, now to get maybe I'll maybe this will be an introduction to the festival circuit, maybe you know. And um, but it's tough right now, you know. Everything isn't opened up completely yet, you know. And there's I know there's some things that where they want you to be. You have to prove you're vaccinated, and then you have to have a, a negative test to get into the thing. And I mean, it's it's still a little crazy, you know. So um, only the big major label people can really afford to be on the road because they can they can draw the big crowds and make it worthwhile for a promoter. But an act like the mid-level acts, like I am now. Um, are suffering because it, and a lot of people made their living that way. And I know a lot of musicians that have had to uh, find new careers, you know, because right. of COVID, you know. So but the, uh, thing, the but, thing is with this show, Teddy, is we are mm-hmm. now, we now have a listening base of 147,396 people. And we're heard Whoa. all over the world. Some of the countries we're being heard in now is, is Chile. Guyana, Latvia, Czech Republic, Bulgaria, Greece, Nepal, South Korea, and Japan. Now, that doesn't include England, Germany, Australia, New Zealand, Russia, South Korea, um, uh, Canada, of course, the United Mm -hmm. States, Mexico, Portugal, Spain, Italy. So, this is amazing. Yeah, you're getting exposure, and who knows what other opportunities. I mean, I pulled you up yeah, today. So if, and if, somebody, if somebody's out there and, and they uh, look into me and they, and they're, and they want to uh, book me for something, I'm get on my website, get in talk. There's a contact thing on there, or you know, uh, Facebook, get whatever. That's how, that's how I got this thing. I got a messenger. I got a messenger thing on Facebook. Uh, it's funny. I'm being played in, uh, on 50 different radio stations in the UK right now. I got an Wonder- email. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, it's a, this internet thing's amazing. And um, I mean, I I just sent some CDs to someone in Turin uh, or Torino, I- Italy, uh, a music uh, radio promoter there you know, asked me for CDs. So, you know, he wants to promote my music over there. And, um, yeah, and France, there's someone in France who has a blues magazine that wanted a CD. I've been sending CDs all over the world lately, well, you know. But it's, that's the beauty of, the, of, of technology. While it can be a royal pain in my neck, I absolutely love it simply because, mm-hmm. and Ian will concur, Years ago, you would have had to have gotten in your vehicle and tra- traveled up and down the road <laughs> and hop in the byway, slept in the back of the car, and begged radio stations just to play your songs one time. But with right. with any artist today, with shows like this and the internet and YouTube and social media, my indie artists are being heard, and it it just makes my heart leap because. Ian, is it not true that this is the whole premise of this show? Yeah, and I mean, that's that's the most attractive thing about the show to us is that it's indie authors helping indie artists. <laughs> that, that's kind of our tagline. I mean, I mean without, 
without people like you, I mean, we'd have to do exactly what you said, drive around in our cars and try to beg people right. to play our stuff. Well, and, but, yeah. you know, that was kind of the, the nice thing in the beginning was that, you know, not only did it um, create this little, like, off-the-chain family network thing that we have now, but, you know, what we gave to others, they gave back to us in Wonderful. what they earned, you know, what they mm-hmm. did. Um, Yvonne will tell you, there's been so many people that they come on our show and, you know, they're like, yeah, I'm just doing this radio show, right? But then about a month or two later, we hear they won this award or they're featured on this magazine <laughs> or, you know, all this stuff. So when, when Yvonne's telling you these numbers in these countries, I mean, it's not it, it's not smoke. It, it, it's actual right, right. fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I tell people, too, like uh, like views on my YouTube videos and you know, that kind of stuff. I said, I don't have bots, you know. You know, so a lot all those big stars, they have they have a big fan base, but a lot but a lot of it's bots, you know. Right. You know, so I I mean we don't do I mean, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Okay, but uh um the we're I don't need to be Adele. I just need my people, you know. So there's, I, I believe there's room for everybody, no matter what. And um, people like you, really, really, it's so helpful, and it, and it's so enjoyable for me to talk to you, you know. And it gives, and it gives me. I'll tell you what, there's ups and downs, and the downs are the downs are low. I mean, <laughs> you know, I went through a period today actually where I was thinking. Should I just keep doing this, or or what? Or should I just do oh, this absolutely. easy and just and and just stop now? You know what I mean? Just no, stop. No I can go. Yeah. I can travel. I can do all this. I can. There's so many things I could do. You know, I wouldn't be bored. Yeah. But um, you know, but talking to you, it's like, well, good, good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I have something to say that I can. You we, know. we have that effect on people, Teddy. We've had people come on this show that are just ready to throw in the towel. And by the time the show ends, they're ready to go out and write a new song or, or publish a new book or do another piece right. of art. Mm-hmm. Because we firmly believe in the craft. And in believing Wonderful. in the craft, we we know that there are downs. And while we yeah. talk about everything on the spectrum and, and sometimes have serious conversations, at the end of the day, we only want to see our artists be the best they can be until they yeah. can't do any awesome. more physically. So we we push <laughs> in a good way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, yeah. um I, I, I have another sad moment I have to admit that we crossed the ten minute mark. Oh, we're past the ten minute mark. We are. We are at Ladies and and this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, on Off the Chain. The hour flies by so fast that I had more songs to play that belong to Teddy. I want Teddy to come back. I know she will. And of course. Because she's, this is an amazing woman. And the, the bottom line here, I don't care your age, your gender, if you're Martian, I don't care. The bottom oh. line is. You are never too old to live your dream. 
And no one is allowed to steal that dream without your permission. So if you're mine, Teddy Bates, <laughs> and you want to go out and go to school, or you want to start a band, you want to write a book, you want to paint a picture, do you want to learn to ride a motorcycle? Whatever that dream is, you think about Teddy and, and myself, and, and don't think about Ian because he's just my baby right now, so he's still got a lot of trouble <laughs> to do. But think about Teddy and myself and the fact that I'm already in that 70-year-old club. Teddy's right behind mm-hmm. me, and we are still running on a full tank of gas. And I'm just barely out of diapers, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) I got got a college degree when I was 54 years old. I started bounty hunting 54 years old. So don't tell me, well, you're too old and you can't because, and Katie's probably the same way because she's Italian and I'm Scotch-Irish. You tell us we can, we're going to show you we can. Am I right, Ken? Some feisty women. Absolutely. We both got those feisty genes, huh? I mean, uh, yeah, we're, we're kicking butt. I mean, I, I I feel like I'm 35 still, you know? I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's about as young as I can remember. Well, I told Ian, I said but, 70 is the new 40, so he's saying he's going to yeah. be 30. I said, well, 30 is the new 20, so get over yourself. It does not define who we are or what we're capable of doing. And when we understand that, the world is our oyster. We can do anything we want to do if we want to do that enough. And we were fortunate enough as women, Yvonne, to be – alive at this time because if we would have been if we would have been born even maybe 20 years earlier we might not have had the advantage that we have right now in that it's not acceptable to you know the ageism the sexism all that stuff is is passe now you know i have to give this new generation credit for that i I never i never played that even if I'd been born 20 years earlier, I would have still been a rebel. That's just my nature. No, no, I would have too. And, you know, my mother <laughs> was. And she, she passed away a few years ago. She was 91 when she passed. But uh, she was the original liberated woman. And uh, she had, I'm the oldest of 10 kids. She had a college degree where she could teach secondary or elementary school. She wow. was an actress with an actor's equity card. She was in movies and did a lot of commercials and theater here in Pittsburgh. And uh, she was a massage therapist. I mean, I mean, my mother, she did so many damn things. It, it, you know, it would blow your mind, you know. But she, and she never let anything get in her way. But, um, you know, so th- there are some of us who are individuals like that who, you know, we're going for it no matter what want, anybody else thinks. But it's more accepted. What I'm saying is the, the society in general is more supportive of this now, you know. I, I, I used to say I used to, I used to say I marched to my own drummer. I don't march to my own drummer. I have an entire band that I march to, and it's my band. I, I don't. <laughs> so, Ian, honey, there is hope for you, my darling. 
<laughs> oh, hell. Well, that that gives okay. me that gives me hope. <laughs> Ian, you're going to be doing things that we don't that don't even exist right now. You know. It's oh yeah. Changing so fast, you're going to be. Who knows? You might be. You might be on Elon Musk's shuttle to Mars playing. You know, <laughs> broadcasting. I building colonies. On, yeah, doing a podcast from Mars. It'll be wonderful. So we have now reached our two-minute mark, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to say that next Monday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, we will be joined by the beautiful country western music artist Pamela M. Hopkins. She she just makes my heart sing. She has been on before, mm-hmm. and we have so much fun with her. Then on Tuesday night on 222, we will be joined by Ashley Puckett, who is also a country music artist. This is her first time mm-hmm. on the show, so it ought to be a treat to, Ian, as we say, um, initiate her into Off the Chain, because I'm not sure that she knows what to expect, but that'll be all right. <laughs> She'll fit right in. <laughs> we'll guide her in. We'll guide her right in like we always do. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so proud tonight that Teddy was able to join us. Now, again, I say this with all sincerity. I am so appreciative of her, and I thank her because family always comes first. And for her to to come on anyway after resolving whatever issue it was, that is a testament to her character to her as a woman, because our first instinct is to take care of our children no matter what, and to have so much fun with us when she came out. And, Teddy, will you come back? Absolutely. I would love to come back. You're, you're some of my favorite people here. They <laughs> still my heart. <laughs> so, so thank you so much for coming and joining with us tonight. Ian, as always, my, my sweet darling, thank you for being my right arm, my left arm, my brain when it goes brain stupid, for when my mic goes out, just keep on rolling <laughs> with the show. I mean, anything happens on this show. That's why we call it off the chain. So until next Monday night, I want to thank our listening audience. We just keep growing. Share the show. Teddy, I will put the show up on my page. I will tag you in it. And wonderful, I want you to put wonderful. It on your website. It's your show. Do yep. with it what you will. Okay, great. So until I, I, Monday I night. thank you for the opportunity. It's been great. You're welcome, my love. So until next Monday night, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, the one and only Queen of Pittsburgh, Teddy Brunetti, and my um, co-host, Ian Bush, and we will see y'all tomorrow night. I mean, Monday night. Good night, all. Good night, y'all.